Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. What do you do when a friend who's sleeping on your couch keeps asking you to do chores? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I'm being asked to chip in to get my friend an expensive birthday gift when my friend didn't acknowledge my birthday. I, 23-year-old female, have been friends with Angela, 25-year-old female, for four years. One thing to note is that Angela makes a big deal about her birthdays, which her other friends also noted. Every year, I've given Angela a birthday gift. Angela never gave me a birthday gift or acknowledged my birthday when she knew it was my birthday. But I tried not to feel too hurt by it because there could be lots of reasons. But I do feel hurt by it. For example, last year I told her it was my birthday that day and she ignored the message to talk about something else. This year, I decided not to give Angela a present and to just wish her a happy birthday just to avoid disappointment on my end. However, her close friend reached out to me to ask me to chip in to get her an expensive gift. She didn't ask for a specific amount and didn't say how much it would cost in the end, but this gift typically ranges from $1,000 to $3,000. I was thinking of telling her that that isn't in my budget, but then again she never said how much it was or she could say that I can contribute even a little bit and it would help. Is there a way to decline this without seeming rude or lying? I don't know what kind of friend group this is, but it's definitely far out of any group of mine I've ever been in. When you're giving one to $3,000 gifts, I mean, wow. I would just boil it down to saying, oh, we don't normally exchange gifts with each other, so no. And I feel like that should be fine. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy these tricky relationship topics, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, my, male 25, girlfriend, female 24, thinks my relationship with my friend group is gross and is reconsidering our relationship. How can I save this? So, leaving this anonymous for many reasons, I have a girlfriend of four months we'll call Sydney. So far, so good. We click well and we have a good handle of our lives at this point. She's a good communicator too, so really I have nothing to complain about. Sydney came out with me last weekend because we were celebrating one of my friend's birthdays and she really hasn't met anyone yet, schedules haven't lined up, and so we finally got around to it. My friend group is roughly 16 people, as of looking at my group chat, with a mix of guys and girls. I'm very good friends with all the girls in my group and they were excited to meet Sydney. We got there and my friends are very touchy. Most of the girls greet me with hugs and, in general, are affectionate people. By the end of the night, we got to my truck and we get in and she asks, So, which one of those girls do you have a past with? And so far, we agreed to keep each other's sexual past out of our relationship, so it caught me off guard. I replied saying there are three of them, but it had been a while. At this moment, I realized I freaked up. She asked me again if I'd hooked up with three of those girls, in which I said yes. She said that's actually gross, and that's something that she should have been told regardless of our agreement. I said I'm sorry, I thought we agreed to keep our past out of it. She said no, that's actually insanely disgusting and the fact that you keep them around makes me want to gag. I told her if she wanted to talk about it, and she said no. She said she wanted to go home and think about tonight. 
I asked her if she wanted to break up and she said, Honestly, I don't know. I want time to think. So I'm giving her space right now. However, I don't want to lose her. She is definitely the best woman I've dated and I don't want it to end because of decisions past me made. I'd appreciate advice, tips, or ideas on how to amend this. I'm feeling like I freaked up right now and I'm a little nervous. Thanks in advance. Well, I mean, I feel like most people would find this pretty weird and would also find it kind of devastating to find out that you're still hanging out in a friend group that consists of multiple people that you've previously slept with. I mean, I get that OP made an agreement with their partner to keep their past sex lives private, but if you're actively still involving yourself that closely with multiple people, they probably should have been told. Especially if they have to try to like suss it out by just telling that you're overly affectionate with them. Our next story is my 31 year old male friend 38 year old male had a gruesome climbing accident that I was the only witness of and I have PTSD flashbacks from it. How do I talk to him about it? So two years ago I was climbing with a friend and he fell from 40 feet to rocks ripping out all his protection that was supposed to catch him. I'll spare you the gory details, but it was probably the single most horrifying thing I've ever seen, and I've never seen a human being in so much pain before. He is alive, but no longer has use of his legs. We were still hanging out a while, and after he recovered, and have talked a bit about it because there's a lot I have a hard time talking about. I have this sort of survivor's guilt because I still have full function of my body, and I see how much it pains him to not engage with the outdoors like we used to. I brought this up, but he took it as me feeling guilty that I didn't catch him, which is true, but then he told me how guilty he feels that I had to watch him nearly die and see such a gruesome thing, take care of him, and initiate rescue. After he told me this, I just couldn't tell him that I feel so guilty that I can still walk. It just felt wrong. This year I had a stint of many months where I would have flashbacks every day of the event. I was usually alone when it happened, but sometimes we would be hanging out and then all of a sudden images and sounds of his face contorted in agony, screaming at the sky for help would come into my mind when he was just sitting there normally right in front of me. It began to really get hard to see him because these flashbacks are really scary. I started to avoid him because it's really hard for me to go back there. I think he thinks we haven't been hanging out because he can't do the things he used to, but that's not the case. I'm just afraid. I want to tell him this is the reason, but he already feels so guilty about it and has so much on his plate that I can't bring myself to add to his pain. It's really eating me up because he's one of my best friends and I don't want to abandon him. I'm just going through a lot in my head. How do I approach this conversation? I think a therapy would probably be a really good way to go about this. I think you could probably build some kind of plan in which eventually evolves to you actually incorporating him into your plans again and seeing them. But when you're having this issue and you're worried that it's going to make things worse for him too, there probably isn't a great way to just go straight back to him rather than working through what you're dealing with with yourself. It also might not be a bad idea to just be honest with what you're struggling with so that he can understand that it's not that you don't want to hang out with him anymore, it's not that you're choosing not to see him, or the fact that he just can't take part in whatever you're wanting to do. It might be a beneficial thing just to tell them that it is something that you're working through and that you do want to hang out with them. This next story is, fiance's aunt sent him a text saying to break up with me, female 25, male 25. I work night shifts, 8pm to 4am. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. AM in an emergency pet hospital. I see a lot of crying owners holding their dead pets in their arms, animals with chronic sicknesses. It's sad, but I love my job regardless. Although you can probably guess that it is emotionally and mentally taxing. My fiance works day shift in the union. He has fun at work with his buddies and gets to mess around a lot. Another important note is that I have bad social anxiety around people that I'm not completely comfortable with. My fiance's aunt was hosting a surprise birthday party for his grandma, aunt's mom, at her house, which was one state over, around a five-hour drive. Since I was working up until 4am into Saturday morning, and the party was at 2pm that same day, my fiancé decided that he would drive to my house to meet me there for 4am, which is when I got off. And then we can set off and I can start sleeping in the car to try and get a couple of hours at least. We live 45 minutes away from each other, and I live in the opposite direction of his aunt's house. Although he didn't mind backtracking if that meant I got more sleep. 4am swung around and he's not there. Turns out he slept through his alarm. I call him and we just agree that it would be a lot faster if I just drove the 45 minutes to his house, and then we set off from there. So I lost some sleep, we got in the car, I'm tired, groggy, and honestly a little salty that he didn't show up and slept through the alarm, but hey, it happens. I barely slept during the whole ride, the sun was in my eyes through the blanket I had over my face, the recliner seat was uncomfortable, just not ideal. I wasn't well rested at all. We get there, I say hello to everyone and ask some family members who are already there some questions about their dog, because it's a common interest of mine. I let the family talk for a while and I sit and listen. I'm a big listener, and never have a lot to say regardless, so I do that while staying present. The party rolls around, we eat, talk to some people here and there, and I go over to the couch and put a blanket over my legs. I am so exhausted at this point that my eyes kept closing and I couldn't help it. My fiancé suggested going to take a nap, but I refused until the guests left. We stayed at his aunt's house for the night, because I didn't want to be rude by going to sleep so early. I just wanted to be around still, but I was too exhausted to stand or even keep my eyes open. I asked his aunt for a cup of tea at some point, and we exchanged some words about how good it is. Then my fiancé and I went to bed because we were both pretty tired. In the morning, there was a very weird feeling in the air. I ignored it and chalked it up to my anxiety and I told myself that it's my feelings that's causing me to be anxious for no reason. The next day he receives a text from his aunt pretty much saying how rude I'd acted the whole night and to never bring me to another social gathering that she is hosting again. How I had apparently made it clear that I didn't want to be there. She ended her message with, 
I am saying this out of love, she is not for you. I was pretty taken aback. No one had said anything to me about it. They knew that I just worked a night shift and barely got any sleep in the car. I really didn't know where this was coming from. The worst part is that my fiancé immediately submitted to his aunt. He sent her a text back saying how embarrassed he was of my actions. I really didn't understand what actions I took though. I smiled at people, listened when they were talking, I was present. I'm a natural wallflower. His aunt also insinuated that I'm painting myself as a victim by blaming it on the night I had prior and my history of social anxiety. It seems he won't fully be on my side about this, and he told me that his family has been right in the past about other stuff, so he would rather trust their opinion, even on the chance of them being wrong about it. How can I deal with this situation without making it awkward for the next time that I see his aunt again? I don't know about OP, but if I were in their shoes, I would be feeling particularly slighted by this guy going, well, they were right before, so I'd rather just chalk it up to that and listen to them and submit my feelings to their wishes, rather than make my own account of what happened considering you worked an all-nighter and barely got any sleep. Yep, what they're saying about you just not being the one probably is it. Is that not essentially what they're saying? Honestly, it would make me scared that his family is a controlling, opinionated mess that he was just raised afraid to go against. Our next story is wife, 29, can't go to my, 27, family's New Year's trip because she's sick. Okay, so my wife, 29, and I, 27, are from the same city but live in a different country, about 2,000 miles from our hometown, which means both our whole families live in our hometown. We are both very close with our families, but they are very different from each other. I went back to our new city this June as I was already working there since January and she moved a couple of months later. As of right now she isn't working. For the holidays she came to our hometown one week earlier than I did and will go back to our new city two weeks after me. From about a month ago we agreed to spend Christmas with her family which actually hurt my family a little bit because my brother also lives in a different country and told us he couldn't come back for these holidays. We also agreed to spend New Year's Eve with my family, for which my parents and uncles planned a small trip to spend the whole New Year's weekend in a nice small town outside of the city. We are all very excited about this. A couple of days before I arrived back in our city, she started feeling sick with the flu. She's been sick since then, coughing a lot and feeling very tired some days. She hadn't wanted to go to the doctor or to take medicine until today. She said she only needed rest but obviously hasn't gotten any better. Now, she's saying she might not be okay for the trip, but I really want to go. Even if she doesn't go, I think I deserve to spend this holiday with my family. After not seeing them in several months and not spending Christmas with them, she is very emotional, so I'm sure she will at least be a little hurt if I go without her. I'm of the opinion that OP should just grin and bear it and stay home. First of all, it kind of sets a tone and a precedent for if you're ever sick and your wife wants to go on some other trip. Secondly, if OP's been around their wife while they've been sick all this time, they're probably infectious. If not themselves, at least probably on the things that they're carrying with them. And realistically, nobody wants to be patient zero for the Christmas family outbreak of whatever you catch. Spare the family and take care of your partner. Our next story is Husband's Night Shift Gaming and Baby Care I, female 28, recently gave birth to our baby 5 weeks ago and my husband, male 28, and I decided to split baby care duties with me taking the day shift and him handling the night shift as he's used to working night shift. 
I've noticed a pattern during his night shifts where he spends about 12 hours straight playing video games with our baby in a carrier. He claims the baby's always asleep at night so he doesn't play or interact much. When I wake up and hear the baby crying and grunting so he is awake, Additionally, he tends to quickly resort to giving the baby gas medication, assuming fussiness is due to gas issues. I feel he's ignoring the baby so he can continue to play videos and not have to play or interact with him. When it's time for me to take over or feed every 2-3 to three hours, I've observed a sudden change in the baby's demeanor. He becomes quiet and happy even before Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Feeding. I'm reaching out to the community for advice on how to approach this situation. I'm concerned about the lack of interaction during his shifts and the immediate reliance on medication for perceived issues. Any tips or insights on fostering better interaction with a baby during night shifts and addressing this concern would be greatly appreciated. Thank you in advance for your help. Now, admittedly, I know nothing about taking care of a kid, but Is it bad if this is the first time I've heard of gas medication? I mean, isn't the night shift anyways waking up when the baby's waking up or cranky? Like, isn't that just kind of baby monitor duty usually? Like, why is he actually staying up all night playing video games? The baby shouldn't even be in a carrier all night, right? They should be like in their crib, right? Shouldn't they be like all swaddled up, carefully placed in their crib all night and you just listen for crying? This next story is Boyfriends, 29-year-old male. Mom wants us to stay with her after marriage, but I, 27-year-old female, don't want to. My boyfriend, 29-year-old male, and I, 27-year-old female, have been together for almost two years. And the topic of marriage has started to surface a few months ago. We have met each other's extended family, and we have good relationships with each other's parents. He is currently staying with his mom, his dad passed away a few years ago, and has a younger sister who's staying by herself. I told him that I want to have our own place to stay after we get married, as I'd like our own privacy, especially if we decide to have kids but he said that his mom wants us to stay with her as she doesn't want to be lonely. Just for context, he works for his mom and I have my own full-time job. I told him we can stay at his mom's place during the weekend to hang out with her, but I'd still like to have our own place. I do not dislike his mom and we've gone out for meals together almost on a weekly basis, but I just don't feel comfortable to stay under the same roof as her for the long term as we do have quite different personalities. Recently, my boyfriend has started to bring up our plan to have our own place to his mom and she was very shocked and sad, as she always thought we would be staying with her. My boyfriend tried to explain to her why we want to have our own place, kids, privacy, but she told him that she still wants us to stay with her and just buy a house for investment purposes. I really love my boyfriend and we haven't had any big issues in our relationship except for when we talk about this so I don't want to put him in a difficult position by making him choose between me and his mom. Should I shut up and move in with his mom? 
also potentially sacrificing my happiness or move on from this relationship? I mean, if this guy isn't ready to be his own person and move out of his mom's place, is he really marriage material in general? Like, I just don't think it's very glamorous for one half of the relationship to be dreaming about being married and having your own path in life, and the other to be like, well, can't we still get married and live in my mom's house? This next story is, my boyfriend, 44-year-old male, and I, 33-year-old female, had an argument over $5 that he said I owed him. We went shopping together, and we paid for our own items at the cashier. However, I missed the forks when splitting our stuff, and he paid for the forks altogether with his items. The forks cost $5. He said I owed him $5, and I got kind of upset, not because I don't want to pay back. I actually did transfer him the money. I was upset mainly because such kind of things involving small money happened many times. I feel he cares too much about money. I mentioned to him that I don't care about small money like these and if I paid $5 for him, I wouldn't ask him to pay it back because in the long run, our expenses will cancel out. We're not talking about big money here but just a few dollars. I also mentioned that I recently bought some small kitchen stuff for him and didn't ask him for money. He didn't ask me to buy it but I think he'll benefit from it to make cleaning easier. But he replied, okay, then we're even, but I don't want you to spend money for me. This is the difference. I feel I'm not appreciated if I buy things for him and he doesn't want to buy things for me either. He holds the opinion that he is not responsible for my daily expenses. If he pays for me, then it is a gift. Whereas for me, I sometimes buy some daily stuff for him because I would like to and he may need it. I never think about whether it's a gift or it's an expense, which I should ask him to pay back because I don't really care. I understand he is tight on money because he has a mortgage, utility bills, household expenses, and everything all paid by himself. And his parents and daughter are all dependent on him. I understand he's trying to save as much as he can. He buys food on clearance and would skip eating altogether sometimes to save money. We eat mostly at home. I paid for grocery mostly. But if we do need to eat out occasionally, he would pay. He did buy a $120 flight ticket instead of a $40 one budget airline, just because I have flying anxiety and won't go with a cheap one. But of course, I would need to compromise on other things during travel due to his tight budget. He said I'm overreacting on that $5. I would like to get some different opinions and ask for suggestions on how to deal with such situation. So personally, if I were in OP shoes, I think I would be kind of annoyed too that it's just a fiver that they're like, hey, come on, make sure you pay up. I mean, you're 44 years old and you're his girlfriend. He can't spare $5 one time for you. All I'm saying is he must be very stressed about his finances if he's worried about $5. Our next story is husband likes to think out loud and list off household chores that need to get done. Gets angry when no one wants to hear it. My 40s-year-old female, husband 40s-year-old male, is very helpful around the house. He does do his share of day-to-day cleaning and laundry, more or less, and makes up for the difference in outside work. We have raised our kids, 14-year-old female and 12-year-old male, to also contribute daily and have family clean days where everyone pitches in and does a good clean of the house. I can't complain at all. The problem arises when it comes to bigger cleans, like full-on keep-toss giveaways. We're all pretty good at getting down to that too, but it takes time, space, and mental energy. My husband likes to think out loud and list off these bigger cleans we need to do. 
For example, the kitchen needs a total keep toss giveaway, he'll declare. And the office and the entryway, while sitting on his phone at the kitchen table and we're all relaxing in the evening. To me, this feels like a list of demands. It's not, I think I'll tackle this kitchen next weekend. Can we make a family clean day happen? It's just tasks that need to be done. He also likes to declare that the fridge needs to be cleaned out. And while he doesn't expect us to leap up and start doing it immediately, if he decides it has to be done right then, he'll do it. But while he does it, he's announcing every expired item and demanding to know what the history is of every container of leftovers, sighing deeply and letting us know that he doesn't even understand why we bother to keep leftovers at all. Our fridge and house are kept reasonably and respectfully clean. These are all things we tackle from time to time, but the way he brings it up is driving me insane now. If I dare express frustration at his thinking out loud in this manner, I get a fine. I'm just saying it needs to be done. I guess I'll just stop opening my freaking mouth. Anger. Is this pre-menopause making a mountain out of a molehill and should I just focus on and appreciate all that he does do? Or is this something worth addressing in some calm and reasonable way? He's definitely a bit too reactive in his response where he says, fine, I'm just saying it needs to be done. I'll stop opening my freaking mouth. I mean, in general, nobody really enjoys these tasks being blared out like they're demanding or expecting more of people. I wonder if it's just something he doesn't realize because when it comes to his mind, he wants to make sure it's known, it's written down, and it's processed before he forgets it and is kind of manifesting it in a way that's kind of toxic for the people around him. This next story is, just moved in with my boyfriend and it already seems like it was a mistake. Me and my boyfriend are 26 years old and we've been in a relationship on and off for 5 years. We just moved in over a month ago and it's not great at all. I see people talking about puppy love when you first move in with your partner, but that hasn't been the case at all. Before moving, I had my hesitations as I know my boyfriend comes from an upbringing where stuff was done for him. His mother essentially did it all around the house, so now that he's moved out, he doesn't really do much. I'm big on organization and cleanliness and I hate feeling like I'm the only one that gets stuff done in the house or just doesn't leave crap laying around. Coming home from my 12-hour shifts and not seeing things tidy really puts me in a bad mood. I'm not asking him to scrub the floors, literally just have things tidy. I'm now in a predicament as I don't know what to do. I've told him briefly how I felt with the cleanliness situation, and just yesterday when I came home from work, I complained about the couch looking a mess, and he got upset and we're not talking to each other. I'm beginning to think he's resenting me or hates me. The attraction isn't there anymore, we don't even get intimate, but mainly because I've just been so turned off, but I think being recently moved in and only hooking up twice in a month is kind of a red flag. Also not sure how breaking leases in New York City works, so yeah. I just need some type of advice to make me feel better, please. I mean, this is kind of the part of moving in with somebody. You don't really make it a cemented in thing usually. It's kind of a trial to see how things go and if it's really not working out, you can pivot and try to move on. I really do think there's a lot of truth to you don't really know your partner until you've lived with them for an amount of time. Or especially, you need to be aware of if there's red flags before you move in, being aware that there probably are still going to be or even heightened red flags after you're living with them. Our next story is, my 40-year-old male friend keeps asking I do chores in my own house, 32-year-old female. He's staying on my couch for free. 
My friend lost his apartment when his dad died. He had nowhere to go. I allowed him to stay on my couch until he gets his own place. He does not pay rent. However, since my friend moved in, he's been complaining I don't pick my stuff up right away. I work a lot of hours. Yes, I'll leave dishes, but not for long periods of time. Just have no desire to get to dishes after 11-hour shifts. My friend will mosey over and complain about dishes not being done. He'll also do this with a few items in my bedroom. He tries to tell me to do dishes or expects me to do them or clean my room. To this, I usually say, um, this is my apartment. I'm going to clean when I feel like because, you know, I'm the tenant. He gets frustrated thinking I should have the same mentality as him and even goes so far as to accuse me of taking advantage of him or something. He says, oh, so because it's your place, I should have to get treated this way, huh? He then mumbles out get back at me statements about how he can't wait to not be around me at all. I'm confused to what I'm doing wrong or how or why he feels taken advantage of. He acts like he's in this really horrible situation, not having me do my own dishes right away. He states he has no say in anything, but like I feel like he's trying to tell me what to do in my own house. I can't help but feel like he's the one trying to be crappy or controlling. I mean, he wants to tell me what to do, which is clean my own crap. He's the one trying to tell me what to do, but I just don't let it happen. Do you think I'm manipulating this guy, not letting him have any say in things, or is he freaked up? 100% OP's reply needs to be, if you don't like it, leave, otherwise stop complaining. And if he keeps on complaining, you just get closer and closer to shoving them out the door. Especially if they're not paying any rent, I sure hope they're looking for a job and looking for themselves a way to get out of there, because they keep this up, they're gonna be out of there. Our next story is, my mom, 43-year-old female, didn't appreciate the Christmas gift that me, 16-year-old female, and my sister, 19-year-old female, gave her on the 23rd. Our family had a family gathering before Christmas since my sister's not available on the exact day of Christmas. We were still happy while dining together outside. After that, me and my sister were very excited to give our presents to our parents. We gave dad a Bluetooth headphone as his Xmas gift. As for mom, we gave her a pair of Tony Birch earrings and a Gucci perfume. Yes, I know, very pricey. Honestly, I was excited for their reactions because me and my sister spent a lot of time to save a lot of money for my parents' gift. We get red pocket money from the Chinese Lunar New Year from our relatives, and also we get leftover money from our lunches. Me and my sister planned this Xmas gift for a long time. However, our hard work on saving up money didn't pay off. Instead, our mom criticized us for buying the earrings and perfume claiming it must be fraud without actually checking it carefully. She didn't have a happy expression. She said she was teaching us not to buy these earrings and perfume for her. Other than these hurtful words, she also said that she couldn't use these fraud earrings as she's allergic, gold-plated sensitive, to them. At the moment, I genuinely didn't know what to feel. The feeling of me and my sister's hard work wasn't appreciated by our loved ones. It hurts me deeply. I mean, is she usually like this about any gift that's kind of expensive for her? I mean, maybe it really hurts, but it's coming from a place that she just doesn't want you to spend so much money when you're at a young point in your life when you probably could save that up for your future. I mean, 100%, her reaction was unwarranted and rude. If she really had these concerns, she could have acted nice about the gifts, but, you know, maybe asked you to return them or showed concern about your financial situation. 
Apparently OP added though that their mom doesn't believe that OP and their sister know how to determine what's real and what's faked, jewelry or perfume or whatnot. So I guess they assume these are cheapo rip-off, knock-off things they got somewhere? I don't know. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another tricky relationship topic, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.